0: Welcome back to Shore Sports Talk, sponsored by Shoreline Wealth Management on 94.3 The Point here at the Jersey Shore. I'm Vin Avenue, and uh, with me are two special guests here this morning. We're going to have a fun, fantastic sports conversation, autographs, meeting great athletes over time, so much more. And uh, we're bringing in a goat of the game here, Brandon Steiner, founder and CEO of Collectible Exchange, been at this for, for a while and putting... Different events together, meeting with players, had a show on the YES Network for a number of years, and then uh, my boy Frank Luna joining us as well. Frank and Brandon have um, put together a couple of really nice events at the Jersey Shore over the last couple of months, with Oswaldo Cabrera coming to Belmar back in December, and Yankees manager Aaron Boone coming to Asbury Park in early February as well. Gentlemen, it's been a, those were two big time great events and everything, and. I know I'm looking forward to whatever's to come in the future here but uh with putting together with bringing Oswaldo Cabrera with bringing Aaron Boone to the Jersey Shore and you know bringing them in front of a lot of Yankee fans here in Monmouth and Ocean County what was it like in putting those events together and bringing those big names here
1: Well I would say first of all I was never a big Jersey Shore guy Oh boy Only a guy only a guy like Frank <laughs> tell me in and tell me how great it is and then and then he delivered it i mean you know i love the jersey shore i'm now the, one of the bigger fans of jersey shore and i tell all the guys i work with we got to go to jersey shore it's amazing down there and it helps i mean frank's been a great ambassador to really turn me on to the jersey shore so you know sometimes it looks like it's a little far from new york city or you know from where we are but when we get the, the warm welcome and and, and the all the stuff that Frank is able to put together down there between connecting with different charities, Little League, all the things that Frank has done. I feel like it's almost like my second home now. I love it.
0: <laughs> Frank, this has been yeah, look, big
2: for you. Yeah, Vin, and I, I can't thank Brandon enough for what he said. And, you know, I do view myself in a way as an ambassador of the Jersey Shore. It's an area that we... Love. We're born and raised here. It's got that lunch bucket mentality. Good, hard work, and honest people up and down the coast. And you know, I I just value the opportunity to work with guys like Brandon Steiner to bring you know guys like Aaron Boone and Oswaldo Cabrera. I mean, they're two active members of the New York Yankees. I I don't think we've had that in this area in I can't even tell you how long. Yeah. You know, without Brandon's trust and faith in, in you know some guy he didn't even know. Back in November. <laughs> None of this happens. And and the opportunities for the kids, which I'm sure we'll get into, but that's just been so cool to me. You know, what I look
1: for, Vin, is – can I call you Vin or Vinny? What, what do I call
2: you? Uh you can call me Vin.
0: I have cousins that call me Cousin Vinny so I mean I got that going. There uh- go. <laughs> All right,
1: Cousin Vinny. You know I mean I thought you were going to say something else. but we'll go with the Cousin Vinny. All right. Um yeah, you know, I'm sure people call you better or worse. I like yeah, that. Your friends call him Vin Diesel though, bro.
0: I've been called the Vin Train and, you know.
1: <laughs> you know when I when I think about, you know, when I think about my business and and obviously I've been doing, you know, now it's collectible chains not Steiner but Collectible Exchange, you know, we're really developing almost a new customer base, but yet a lot of the fans are the same. And and there's always been a lot of warm welcome for me in New Jersey. I've done really well. But what I look for is people that are curious. Like when I'm trying to develop new partnerships and relationships, as I have over the last three years, particularly moving away from Steiner into my new company, uh, Collectible Exchange, it's like what I loved about Frank and what I love is his curiosity level. You know, I I don't know if you really knew what the hell he was doing when I met him, to be honest with you, but he, I like the fact that he admitted that and he's like, Brandon, show me the way and I'll do it. But I love this curiosity. And to me, curiosity will lead you to passion and purpose. And then, and then you get to commitment. And now you, that's how you develop a really great uh, relationship where all I want to do now is go to the Jersey shore, which I'm really not sure why. I think my wife thinks that I've got a <laughs> bunch of girlfriends there or something, but, I mean, but that's how passionate Frank is about the Jersey shore and yet he's still curious about doing stuff that's never been done there. Every time I'm there, we come up with another scheme, and idea of what we could do to blow the people in Asbury Park away. And like, that's how I look at business. And that's what excites me. It's like, how do we do something that's not been done? How do we do something that's really weird, different? Wow. Like, I can't believe you guys are doing this. And like that, that kind of mindset, which, you know, Frank looks at, he is a rookie in the business, but not a rookie in life and not a rookie as far as he's, his reputation in Asbury park. So like, to me, that's, I love that when I, when I run it, when I, when I am able to partner up, like in this situation in Asbury park, there's so much going on there. That And, and I'm, 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 rookie. I'm a rookie at it. Like I just didn't realize how cool and how much Asbury park and that whole area had going on. You hear about it, you read about it, but then when you go and live it, which I'm sure the people out there realize it because the, many people that live out there have told me, So it's been amazing, you know, and the athletes are not easy, but they trust me when I tell them about something like this or different things I'm trying to, which I've been doing my whole life, trying to talk athletes into doing stuff they don't want to do (laughs) or don't think they should do. Um, You know, you get good at it, but you got to deliver. And uh, so it's really important that, you know, they put in a situation where there's a warm welcome. We're doing some good, which every, every other word out of Frank, you know, when we do go to Asbury Park, we talk about Asbury Little League, or we talk about working with some military former vets um, you know, we, we, we have, you know, my new company, I've made a lot of money over the years, but the new company always has a do good component. You know, always has to be some good in what we're doing. I, you know, it can't just be money. Now, that's just me. I'm I'm a for profit organization. But for me, for me to get up in the morning and keep working at this point, which I like doing, I want to make sure that I have some do good stuff going on and in, in almost everything I do, if it leads me to doing more well. Also, be it if it doesn't, I'm great. And um, I think that sometimes people get confused. They want to do more well, and then they'll do some good. But when you do get more good, it leads you to doing more well. And uh, sometimes people have a reverse. So I always start off, whenever I'm working on new projects, with a do-good component. You know, do as much good as I can for as many people as I can. And if it leads me to doing well, great. If not, I'm certainly not at a loss, if that makes any sense. Yeah,
0: and I, I think it's been made for really nice community events too, but and not only having S- uh, Boone or Cabrera come down here, but with the ties to the Esbury Park Little League with Cabrera surprising a group of Little League ball players and you never know what impact that has on these l- kids as they grow older, maybe they want to play ball one day. Um and then certainly with the military and the veterans, um f- Frank, I know that's been, you know, something near and dear to your heart for for years now and I think it's just really nice to bring the Jersey short community together from all different platforms and to meet somebody associated with the Yankees in these cases.
2: Yeah, and Ben, it's, you know, it's amazing that you say that because I was in Convention Hall a week before the Aaron Boone event, and there was a kid walking through there with his dad, and I've gotten to know the dad over the years, and this kid saw me and the dad didn't. And the kid says, that's the guy who, who we met Oswaldo Cabrera with. Cause he was at the oh, baseball wow. card shop and then he was so excited because his dad told him, and we're going to meet Aaron Boone next week. I want these kids in this area. And you know, we could talk about the, the military thing, but especially these Asbury park little league kids who come from an area that, you know, has been distressed over the past few decades. And I want them to have a shoebox when they're 20 years old of a bunch of different baseball cards autographed by a bunch of different people. And I want them to ask their parents, where the heck did we get these from? And, and, you know, the joy of seeing the parents be able to bring their kids for a night out at no cost to them because of the various community organizations and, and corporate sponsors that we've had that have stepped up in a big way, especially Jersey Shore Supplements. I mean, those guys have been just rock stars in, in making sure that the community is involved and engaged And because those events aren't they're not cheap, number one, but they're not easy to pull together in three weeks. Um, and it takes the community to do it and. My girlfriend, God bless her, Jill. I mean, she's an anchor in this man. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, I would be in debt. Uh, you know, the cost of each event, if it wasn't for her, because she's she's keeping me on track with making sure that that the tickets are going and, and we're checking people in the right way and uh, just it's it is it's a community event and and again I can't say enough about Brandon's trust and faith and what the last name Steiner means. Um, in this business is just and you know not even just this business i mean google brandon steiner nypd and and you look at all the work he's done over the years with the new york police department um you know go on youtube back to like 2007 this isn't a new thing for this guy Mm.
0: and
2: and, you know so when we're able to partner up and and do things like this um you know i am i'm trying to learn and, and i'm trying to get better at it and the business side i'll learn you know is as long as the heart is in the right place, you can't teach that
1: a lot of times.
0: What is it like putting these events together in terms of reaching out to the player or manager in the case of Boone, um, their agent in, in organizing this uh, brander, uh, Brandon over the years um, with setting up either individual meet and greet autograph events or events where there's multiple players, multiple managers and so forth?
1: Well, I mean, listen, after 30 million autographs, uh, have to secure it, the probably <laughs> even more. And and li- we'll literally, you know, thousands and thousands of appearances. I mean, I've been booking appearances since 1989. You're talking about tens of thousands of appearances. You know, there's a reason why I've lost most of the hair on my head. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it was, everybody wants the glory, but they don't want to know the story. But you know, these guys are busy. They make a lot of money. They're in high demand. You know, there's not a lot of room to get off track with them when you start doing stuff with them because there, there a lot of times there isn't a second chance. So, you know, you got you know there's a lot, of, a lot of pressure in, in a sense. You know, when you deal with some of the bigger names, to making sure that stuff goes right, which is why a lot of people don't do what I do because they don't want to risk the fact that something can go wrong. I just love this stuff enough to make sure that I do everything I can to make sure it goes right and develop enough relationship credibility that if something does. wrong they're not going to kill me but i mean mariano rivera who i've been working with for over 25 almost 30 years now still kills me about something that happened like 20 something years ago (laughs) i mean it's unbelievable but hey we've probably done hundreds of things so you know to answer your question is you know it's not easy however you develop credibility over time by being consistent doing what you say and it's not complicated do what you say deliver something really that makes sense and my whole theory behind you know, selling and, and to answer your question is value proposition is you know going to players that I know are looking to do certain things that match up to the things I'm trying to sell them in on. Um, you know I don't want to go to a Red Sox fan and, and pitch them some Yankee stuff. right you know, so you, you know, there's some players that I never forget I was doing this video for Nissan, and we were doing 10 of the top salesmen at Nissan to congratulate them, and they all picked their favorite player. And one of them was Hank Aaron. So I was trying to get Hank Aaron on the phone. Couldn't get him. Calling, calling. He's not responding. Finally, I asked his secretary, Susan. I go, what's going on? Hank's not calling back. He goes, you know, he just redoing his whole lawn. And he redid the whole backyard of his house. And he's trying to get a John Deere lawnmower. Okay. I said, said, Susan, you know, it's crazy. You mentioned that. I got an unbelievable solution. for him. Put me on the phone with him for one minute. Tell him I got a great solution. I get on the phone with him. I go, Hey, you're not going to believe this, but I'm, I'm working on a deal with John Deere and also Nissan. I can get you a brand new John Deere lawnmower within a week oh, wow. to your house. Because what do I got to do? I said, I just need to do this video for Nissan. So I'm going to pay you some money and get you a John Deere lawnmower. He goes, well, send the video cameras over. You promised you can get me the John Deere? Yeah. So, you know, you got to find out what the players want and what they're looking for. <laughs> it's really important. Sometimes people forget. They're human beings. They have needs and wants and helps with certain things. So I try to match it up. And that's kind of been my game, to answer your question. And, and
0: that's helped over the years, um, I'm guessing, as well, with just building relationships and rapport with some of these either current or former athletes.
1: So far, so good. I mean, you know, you always have, you know, listen, I've, I, you always, you know, you always, not not, not pitching a shutout here. In relationships. <laughs> sometimes things do go astray. But generally speaking, I mean, you know, you build a reputation, you um, And, you know, there's, you know, there's a certain amount of creativity towards that too, you know, going to players with things that they had never thought of. Sometimes people don't even need know that they don't even know the help that they need.
0: Hmm.
1: And I'm always a forward thinker. So, again, you know, thinking I always think like you want to improve your relationships. If you really want to improve the direction that you want to go in a relationship or with a business that you're trying to do business with, you know, increase your empathy and empathy is, you know, putting yourself in someone else's shoes. So we say, if you want to increase things, just increase your common sense. Think about what other people are thinking about. So I actually put myself in a major league baseball player's shoes, which I know I would never be a major league baseball player, but can you imagine what it's like to be one? Can you imagine what it's like to be a professional athlete with a pressure on them to produce, knowing their career could be short, Mm. knowing they got a million people coming at them? Everybody needs help question is can you put yourself in their heads as opposed to staying in your head and i always say you know if you can produce value and that's kind of my trick and value is what you can do for someone they can't do for themselves so i'm always thinking what value can i produce for somebody that they can't do and it's i I become a little more attractive that way and that's what keeps me going all these years is putting what they want ahead of what i want and believe me for me it hasn't been an easy road i mean i started this business opening up fan mail Hmm. For like 30 different athletes. You know how humbling he is opening up envelopes day after day for months at a time, hoping to find an appearance in one of those envelopes? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a fun way to go through the mail. It's insane. But, you know, players felt guilty. They had all this fan mail this was before the internet. Boxes of boxes. Nah. 50 boxes of fan mail. And even L.C., as big and bad as he was, he was a really soft soul. He did not want to throw away that fan mail. I went I went through every letter, everything in every one of those boxes, found a few appearances, unfortunately saw some sick kids that we were able to send letters to, notes to, and it gave me a reason to be in front of Lawrence a bunch of times. Oh, wow. He was a big name at the time, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, listen, when I get a chance to meet Lawrence Taylor earlier this month in in Freehold, I, I sort of got the sense in just talking to him that um I feel like every, there's been a lot of either reporters or other people who have asked him about things that he doesn't really want to be known or remembered for or asked about and I was just there to talk about football I was like what are your favorite memories playing football what do you think of the giants now and I think he was taken aback by that at first he's like you know what are you what are we going to be talking about and then he just got more comfortable and I think treating with him kindness and you know respect you know for what he did on the football field I think that opened him up and I think um that people got a, a sense of another side of who Lawrence Taylor is, um, you know, with how good of a football player have, he was. You should have
1: asked him about his baseball career. <laughs> his baseball career.
0: <laughs> Lawrence
1: was a catcher, and he always said, when I hit the ball, they didn't say I got it. They said, go get it. <laughs> My favorite Lawrence Taylor line. I love that. I had I, a gun, I had yeah. arm, I was a badass. He, he was a really good baseball player. I, I love talking, I mean, you know, you get into some of these side stories with some of the players. I mean, usually a lot of these players, or anybody you talk to that's extraordinary, it's something. Usually has some pretty good stuff going on with a couple other things, and that's like the, that's all the that's a, that's all the juice that you want. I mean, who cares? Who, who cares the trouble? This that? It's, yeah, it's always easy to move to that. We I really want to know is how the hell did you become so great? Right. <laughs> and what what were some of the stories along that helped you develop that greatness? where there were people, different things that clicked in that I could share, use myself, or share with the people I'm talking to.
0: Branded, and uh, they
1: all got them. They all got the stories.
0: The Brandon, Frank, want I have to head to a quick break here on the show, but want to keep talking sports. Can you hang right there? Absolutely. Absolutely. There we go. More Shore Sports Talk sponsored by Shoreline Wealth Management with Brandon Steiner and Frank Luna right after this on 94 3 The Point. Welcome back to Shore Sports Talk sponsored by Shoreline Wealth Management right here on 94 3 The Point. I'm Vin Avenue joined by a couple guests here this morning. Frank Luna of Bradley Beach, a Monmouth County resident and just A favorite of everybody's here around the Jersey Shore. And then, of course, uh, a legend in the game of sports collectibles, Brandon Steiner, founder and CEO of Collectible Exchange. We've been talking about the two events that they put on with bringing Oswaldo Cabrera and Aaron Boone to the Jersey Shore and just some different stories over the years of working with different athletes. And towards the end of the last segment, we were talking a little bit about Lawrence Taylor and some off-the-field stuff. I'll say this, when we were lining up, when he was going to sit down to start signing autographs and meet with fans in, in Freehold, he got a call from Bill Parcells. He's like, oh, he's like, hold, hold on, hold on. He's like, Parcells is calling. He's like, hey, coach, how's it doing? He's like, I, I know why you're calling. You're calling me. My birthday was yesterday. You want to wish me a happy birthday? He said. Leonard, Leonard Marshall was sitting right next to him. He's like, here, say hi to coach. And, he's, and then a couple minutes later, he's like, give me, give me back that phone. So I just thought that was like a cool little thing. That's like. What happened when you met Lawrence Taylor? Like, well, he happened to get a call from Bill Parcells at the time, and we were standing right there while he was doing it. So, in over the years, for either of you, a question. um, With any of the athletes or sports professionals that you've met over the years, are there any stories that, that you'd like to share with things like that that have happened kind of along the way, either meeting him or during an event?
1: Hold on a second. First of all, if you Google Brandon Stein or Lawrence Taylor Bill Parcells on YouTube, You'll see one of the best interviews I've ever done, and there
0: are hundreds <laughs> of them
1: on there. But I, and you'll see an interview that I barely talked. It's about thirty minutes. Oh I don't wow! Think I have many more. The two of them went at it. it you you will laugh your ass off. It is hysterical. <laughs> the two of them are could, could could run a comedy show. It's a must watch. It's one of my highest rated uh, YouTube videos. As far as people watched it, it was wow. crazy, the two of them, uh, hysterical. So, just as a side note, uh, the two of them have a, their own little gimmick, they have their own little gig going, <laughs> no question. <laughs> That's Frank, awesome. You go ahead, man, because you know, I could tell stories all day, so
2: yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, first of all, I, i always think back to like meeting Mariano Rivera mm. at an event Brandon put together when I was probably in my early 20s. You know, I think back so fondly on, on that. and but I'll tell you what's been amazing, uh, and I had kind of, you know, probably because of my time in the military, I, I was just kind of taken away from sports for a while. You know, I wasn't as plugged into what was going on in baseball, and I grew up, born and raised, a Yankees fan. To, you know, Don Mattingly, Paul O'Neill, these guys were my life idols in so many ways, and obviously the Jeters and Mariano's of the world. Um, but I had gotten tickets to a Yankee game from one of my neighbors here in Bradley Beach. And there were four seats in right field. And I forget the exact section we were in, but like a good 40 year old guy, I had my glove on in the bottom of the eighth <laughs> oh, inning. Yeah. And I'm there with Jill and her children, Layla and Henrik. And we're sitting there, and the Yankees are up, you know, five runs, whatever it was. And Andrew Velazquez steps up to the plate and he rips a home run. And if you watch this video, man, <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to brag. Cause I, you know, I peaked in high school in, as far as baseball was concerned. And, but I caught this ball on a fly. Andrew Velazquez' first home run kid from the Bronx. And what happened after that, you know, security came down and they wanted the ball back. And I just gave it back. You know, I wasn't in negotiation. I, I just said, look, I talked to Eddie Festuk, who's a security guy with the Yankees. Who's hmm. Every Yankee guy knows. And, I said, Eddie, the only thing I could ever ask for is that the kids get to give them the baseball. I didn't want cle- – you know, I wasn't – he said, look, because of COVID, we can't do that right now, but we want to bring it back next year when the Yankees when – we'll bring on the field for batting practice. So Jill, myself, and her children got to go on the field last year, I guess, for batting practice for the Yankees. At this point, Andrew Velasquez is on the Angels. Um, so Eddie even worked with us to make sure we were there when the Angels were in town. And – we got to meet Velasquez in the Angels' dugout for about ten minutes. That was like amazing, right? Just before that, we got to spend some time with Aaron Judge on the field at Yankee Stadium, in the middle of his MVP run, his historic, uh, you know, home run chase. I mean, just the what that's going to mean to her kids, yeah, down the line. Like that photo of them with Aaron Judge. It looked like something from Jurassic Park. You know, like <laughs> literally, like it didn't look real. You know, it just felt like it, it. It wasn't even happening when it happened, and that type of stuff. I mean, you know, you can't. Uh, uh,
1: I just... Hold on, Vin, Vin, Vin I just want to... The views that are expressed on this program, I I want people to know they are not my views, and I have nothing, <laughs> zero to do with these, these opinions and these views that have been expressed, because there is no way I'm giving that ball back for nothing and just hoping. To <laughs> And I highly recommend to anyone listening not to do that because you're entitled to get yours and, and please call me and I'll help you negotiate it. And yeah. hopefully I'll get Frank to see this story straight and get yeah. his mind we'll, wrapped around we'll, a little more capitalistic approach. That's it. It did work yeah, out for us. Looked, I give him that.
2: It did work out. You know, and, and I'll tell you the crazy thing about it. Like giving that ball back to Velazquez and then, you know, you know what we did with that, Brandon? And I, I know you and I have talked about this briefly. That got caught, you know, caught up a little bit, you know, some viral moments. Oh, military guy gives up baseball to New York Yankee. Who Squid was like talk of the town at that point. Yeah. And we were able to turn that into a $5,000 fundraiser for the Asbury Park Little League. Al Dukes from the fan hopped on, you know, the radio and was talking about it because he lives in Bradley Beach. And little did did I expect then, you know, it was like, oh, I, I like baseball a lot more now. Her kids liked baseball. They got more into it. And wow. then you're on the field with Aaron Judge. I'll tell you what, that's probably a $30,000, $40,000 experience in itself.
0: Sure.
1: I, I mean. You did well. Yeah, I made
2: that. out all right. <laughs> Still
1: not in agreement. And so
2: did the kids. Yes.
1: Still not in agreement with that whole whatever you <laughs> did. I'll say fine for now, but you know, I don't be doing that. It's be- I, it worked out well because you're a good guy. You did
0: good <laughs> <laughs> Frank's all right. <laughs>
1: I'll go along with it. That was cool. You know, that's cool. Yeah. That's probably part of how we
0: met. That's become such a, a sports debate though, like um especially like this past season when Judge was going after uh the record of Ruth Maris and the, um and everything else of like okay, if you catch this home run ball, what would you do with it if you happen to catch it? Would you give it back to him? Would you negotiate a price? Um and I think it got a lot of people talking like if you and it not just a home run. If you if you're in baseball and you happen to get a ball or, you know, a piece of memorabilia from a a game like a like maybe David Wells perfect game back in 98, what would you do with that piece of memorabilia if the player wanted it itself? Would you negotiate a price? What would you ask for? Um ha- have you seen a lot of that uh, Brandon over the years with people trying to try to figure out what they would ask for what demands they would want in in exchange for giving the ball or a bat back.
1: Absolutely, I mean you know we had that whole debacle with Derek Jeter's three thousand. Oh yeah, um, we we had we had taken care of Derek on all his three thousand hit stuff ahead of time, and then sure enough, you know the one thing we didn't account for is him in a home run. So now we got to get that ball back because we kind of owe it to Jeter because he's already he, we we've negotiated a deal with him, you know, to to give him everything he wanted in exchange for him getting back. You know, I was getting back a bunch of autographs and other stuff. So, sure enough, he gets a home run. Of course, Derek like. And that be- that was a debacle. But, you know, you see all this stuff happening. You know what's amazing about the ball that Aaron hit? You know, you get this multiple choice. I, I looked at it like, you know, when, sh- when-, when stuff like this happens, you got A, B, C, D. This moron who caught the Aaron-, Aaron ball. This idiot. And I don't really like to attack people that I don't know. But what the hell. Let me throw this guy under the bus. He's a moron. I mean, he did none of the above. Like, that wasn't an answer. None of the above. was. He didn't even do what Frank did, which would have been cool. You know, give him the ball back. Uh, And there probably could have been some cool stuff to get along with that or sell the ball, whatever. But what I would have – he held on to the ball. And and, and then he got a lot less money for the ball than he probably should have gotten and could have gotten. But what I would have done, knowing the kind of season that Judge had, is I would have partnered up with Judge. I would have gone to Judge because I don't think Judge really cared that much about the ball. Mm. If I went to Judge who was just getting his foundation started said, Aaron, why don't we do this? Let's get this up. Let's have an auction. I'm going to donate this uh, ball. By the way, the, the donation – and the guy was a pretty wealthy guy, so that tax write-off would have been the same amount of money whatever the ball sells for. Yeah. So he gets his tax point. write-off. He would have got all the bells and whistles, and now he's got a relationship with Judge, which he probably could have talked Judge into doing something for him personally to make it up. Sure. For giving him the ball. He gets the tax write-off and all the notoriety and ends up with the same amount of money. The ball probably would have sold for $3 million. He ends up getting a million. A million. So you, Oof. he goes and donates that ball right away to Judge, gets a $3 million tax write-off, gets Judge to do something for him, and then does some good because he's raised a bunch of money for Judge's Foundation, and now he has a relationship with the big dog. I mean, that was just one of my four multiple-choice answers. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know a whole lot about a lot. You know what I mean? I definitely can order coffee and Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> and I can make a ham and cheese sandwich, and I know a lot about sports marketing collectibles. After that, my wife will agree with this. I'm an idiot. You know, I don't know much. I mean, you know, it's like I'm not that smart. I'm not that smart to begin with. But what I do know is when you catch a foul ball, I definitely know what you need to do. And when I go to a stadium, I know how to monetize every last little thing in that stadium. I mean, down to the stuff in the sewers. I mean, from wow. the bricks to the grass to the dirt, everything. Like, if you're in doubt, you just call me. But, you know, a guy like that, you know, he just got so caught up in the moment. And and it, as, as Frank did, you know, it's like so when great things happen, you could decide to get caught up in the moment and just respond accordingly or you can take a step back outside yourself go to somebody who knows what they're doing and then take the best advice of how to monetize capitalize or maybe a part of it doing the right thing yeah i like and even my, my, my thing- choice, like partner up with aaron judge man yeah yeah and, and Brennan that was
2: even in my brain too because i had people coming up to me like you got to get money for that ball and i knew i had about a five minute window and in my mind i was like look am i going to be the guy You know, let's call that ball, I don't know, Velasquez first home run ball, five grand, 10 grand, 20 grand, whatever it is, right? It's. I wasn't going to be the guy who left that stadium trying to negotiate with that kid who was in the Bronx, born and raised, pinstripes, parents there. I was not going to be the guy in the New York Post the next day who was like, hold up, trying to get five grand out of – andrew Velasquez, his family his dad's a cop an nypd guy i mean you can't write that story and so even so i'm like fair, you know what I, I just wanted to give it to the guy and and i knew somewhere in there and you know I, I, you're you're ignorant to suggest that you're not thinking somewhere like oh something cool is probably going to happen because i Listen, just gave Robert it up
1: frank i gave gina the ball <laughs> yeah but i monetized yep. it too like you, exactly. you, know, you could give them the ball, but I, I would have asked them for a, you know maybe a game-used bad, a jersey, and a hmm. meet and greet. Well, now, now that I know that, you, there's, next... there's a lot of ways to skin it, and, and obviously, yeah. it's easier for me to sit here and backseat drive, which I love doing. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you know, listen, these guys make a lot of money, these teams make a lot of money, and then there's the personal part of it, you know, and 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 believe me, a lot of people agree with you, Frank. I'm not the yep. majority. Oh yeah, if You're the majority. A lot of people, if you pull them, which maybe Vinny's going to do, he'll pull them. <laughs> I'm telling you that a majority of the people would say I'm with Frank and what he did, love what he did. I would do the same. I'm a minority. I get it. And I'll have to live with that one day, whether that's good or bad. That's that's my position. But I would say, yeah, give him back the ball. But I want something monetarily. I sat in the yeah. seat. I caught the ball. My luck. And I want some things back.
2: Do I, give I was him just happy. Ball.
1: Yeah. But him giving you a game used jersey or one of his game used bats yeah. and a meet and greet would have been no there big deal. It. And then you could decide yep. what to do with those products.
2: I am just happy I'm not the guy who had a glove on and missed it. Oh,
1: yeah. He <laughs> out of that ball. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, like home the home guy trying to catch Judge's home run in Texas.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just like, flew I, into I, behind where the heck fence. Is
2: squid <laughs> you know, I love Velasquez, but I mean, I got my. My Jeter dive picture up here, that's a Steiner piece. I mean, come on, man. I, I got an alligator tail
1: from when I went swimming with Listen, an alligator. What's great about all this is that, you know, it's memories that matter. You yeah. Know? It's like we're yeah, talking man. about a baseball yeah. and catching a baseball, <laughs> but a game. And, I mean, it's just one big game. And, and the fact that we can laugh and have fun and, and there's a monetary oh, God, value man. to some of this on top of it, I'm, I, I'm so grateful. You know, honestly, like, to think that I would be sitting here at, at my age – Known as crazy a sports fan as we were as kids, as I was, and think that, you know, this is how I'm going to make a living, is just outrageous. And uh, I'm so grateful. And uh, the fact that I can have this conversation on a somewhat serious level (laughs) is outrageous. But I enjoy it, you know, and it's fun. And and I would say, you know, it's all said and done again. You know, Frank, you're not the minority when it comes to doing the right thing on something like this. But I'm more of a, you know, it's my business and it's a capital approach. And, you know, it's nothing, nothing wrong with it. I remember no. Phil Rizzuto told me a story. You know, I represented Phil uh, with his Hall of Fame run for seven or eight years. And he hits this game-winning home run. He's rounding the bases. Literally, a walk-off home run. And Phil didn't hit a lot of home runs. He was you know, he was going crazy. He's rounding the bases. And somehow his hat flies off. And he goes into the locker the next day after his game-winning home run. There's a note in there. And he figures... You know, it's something from ownership. He's figuring out congratulating him. And he telling me he's owed $4.50 for the hat he lost. <laughs> it's amazing how things do change. You know? Yeah. It's like. Gosh, yeah. Exactly. And, and same thing with Wetland, by the way. Like, Wetland, um, like, marked a share in 2009, gave the ball back, even though that last ball in the final yep. out. New stadium. Could have got six figures, gives it to ownership. Gave it to Steinbrenner for not no big deal. Mm. John Wetland held on to that ball, didn't sell it. Um, after he won in '96, you know everybody's got their different view, right? Like the ball I wanted was when the Red Sox won. You know the the the, the curse that got broken and ah uh, yeah that was the ball that it was Mancavech. Yep, got that Mankiewicz ball. held try, on to that one. <laughs> Tried so hard to get that ball, man. Oh God. But, um, so, you know, so many different ways that people spin in and look at it. And what's great is that all these things that people look at, I like the thing has something to do with it now have value You know, mm. people value. Now they respect the value of it and it carries over what's now made into a nice little industry of business. You
0: know, one of the things Andy Pettit was, uh, known for was putting the, you know, his glove over his eyes. He could put that tense of fear in there. You couldn't tell what pitch he was throwing and everything. what, what. Are you guys able to tap into the tea leaves here about maybe some things you guys are working on right now, or is it kinda like, you know, facing Pettit in the Box here?
1: How much time how much time do we have? Like, you know, if, <laughs> if I go through everything that Frank and I talked about, we need at least what, hour. what
0: can we expect at the Jersey Shore here?
1: Well, we're definitely looking at the Stone Pony. You know, that's on my agenda, that's on my like to do list before I die. We gotta do something at the there you stone go. pony. It's legendary, it's amazing. I think we also got to do some kind of theme event in Mm. in Asbury to help the little league and then maybe do something that's a little bit above and beyond just one player. We're talking about doing several players. Frank and I are talking about Mariano there, you know, figuring out how to maybe get him there. Um, And then we're looking at some other sports, right, Frank? What'd you say? Oh yeah. Yeah. Other
2: sports, other levels of sports. Um, You know, I I think you're going to see, you're going to see some things that, you know, in the next couple of months that people might not expect, whether out of, Uh, Brandon and definitely not out of me. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited about getting to learn this industry and this business. And, you know, look, I I did a lot of this stuff for politicians in New Jersey, all the way up to the governor for for 15 years of my career. So, you know, when I look at the skills as they translate, you have to be just as good to the hot dog truck guy in Sayreville as you do to the state Senate president Mm -hmm. in Trenton. And I'll tell you that's something that I learned in politics because, you know, they have the same vote at the end of the day for governor. Now, obviously state Senate president has different legislative stuff, but right. I just, I, and it comes from my time working in restaurants and bars. And I know Brandon worked in kitchens early in his life. And, um, you know, I, I, I can't say enough how, what I want to do and what Brandon's going to do is going to keep a focus on making sure that whether you're, oswaldo cabrera mariano rivera or you know andres chaparro in double a baseball uh you know we're thinking of you and, and we're trying to work with you and do good for you and your career and the community so um that's that's a big focus
0: there you go brandon frank thanks for your time thanks for your insight and for putting the events on that you have so far really looking forward to uh to what's to come thanks for coming on the show Absolutely. absolutely look
1: forward to it. by the way anybody has anything they want to sell on that note you know our brother's got to ask go to collect book exchange because that's like a full marketplace where you not only can buy stuff but you could sell stuff on my new website so go to collectible com and also my books are on there for free if you want to read one of them thank you for having Great me. there you
0: go Great no books. yeah thank you for adding that you could also follow Brandon Steiner and Frank Luna on Twitter. Get all the information you need. More Shore Sports Talk sponsored by Shoreline Wealth Management right after this on 94.3 The Point.